0: the first thing i actually wanted to talk about it was actually this pulse that i found on my phone and i was like yo this is actually would be like a really dope topic because it's like i know i'll do a lot of like the relationships talks things but it's, majority of the times i have to like pick an exact part like that i want to focus on like i actually have to give you segments so i have to focus on an actual topic and everything like that but i realized like a lot of the times i've seen certain podcast episodes they pretty much kind of just They kind of just sit there and they talk about a specific mindset or like a post they seen and i'm like i actually really fuck with us like you're judging not necessarily judging but you're looking at the mindset certain people have on a specific topic and then kind of dissecting that and then formulating your own thoughts from it and i actually really like the concept of that so we're gonna do that okay the post i seen it was a reels but i just took a screenshot of it i'm not gonna sit here and show you all a video of somebody bowling in the background it was one of those but it was like, as a, let me just say, there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of shit wrong with this. So please do not think that I'm trying to endorse this at all. But it says as a man, we feel like it's not OK for our girl to have male friends, not because we're insecure or don't trust, but because we know men don't respect the boundaries of a relationship and how they think. OK, the first thing I'm going to say is when you say shit like this and I'm not speaking on all women. there is not at any point understand some shit when I am saying men or women, a lot of the times I'm simply referring to the mindset that I'm speaking on for the podcast episode. That's it. I'm not saying all men are like this, all women are like this. I'm well aware that's just dumb as shit to say something like that. But first thing I'm going to say is, right, if we're comparing this based off like the typical woman we see talk about things like this on social media, this is one thing I'm going to say. A lot of people go on social media to just talk about nothing to create drama and all this extra shit. But for me, the moment you say something like this, I feel like. Even the point you're trying to get across, there's a lot of shit wrong with it and we're going to dissect that. But I feel like for me, the first part of it is like. You don't want to say like, oh, that's just how men think, because then all you like, you you can't make an argument. Like, let's just say you're sitting down and you're actually trying to make this a conversation with someone and you guys are arguing your points of view. The moment you say that, they're going to say. How they think. Okay, so all men think the exact same. You just proved my point. Like, the fact that you can just... Men ain't shit. Like, we hear that so much. Like, for you to say, oh, we know how they think in general, a lot of the times you're not going to be able to get your point across if that's, like, all you're going to bring up. And the fact that, one, I feel like this is the biggest part. We feel like it's not okay for our girl to have male friends. That's not for you to speak on. A lot of the times I've realized it's, like, because of our insecurities... Even though he said, it's not because of tr- it's not because we are insecure or don't trust you, but because we know men. I get that part of like knowing men, right? And like this is the this is the one thing that he actually made. Like, I'll speak on the one part where it's like it's actually valid, and we can just take everything that's actually wrong with us at the same time. But one, it's not for you to say what a woman should do or what she can't do. Like there are certain things you have to understand in a relationships about compromises. I get the fact that. At times when your friend is, like, at times, like, the fact that her being around guys, like, it's going to make you feel weird. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to argue that. Like, that's not what I'm here to do because I promise you, I get it. If any dude was to sit here and tell me I've never at one point felt jealous while my girl was around certain people, I'd look at you and probably think it's bullshit. Like, whether it's, like, you didn't act upon that jealousy at the end of the day, I felt like the moment you love that person that much, the moment somebody's around her, whether or not you think, oh, shit, she's about to cheat, oh, shit, this is about to happen. It's still like you know that possibility may happen from their perspective, so it's like it makes you feel some type of way. But then that's where the trust you have in your that's when the trust you have in your girlfriend comes in, or who, your partner. If it's, we're looking at it from both sides, that's when the trust in your partner kicks in, where you know the fact that they can enforce certain people to respect those boundaries, and they are. And this is also another part. There's also another part where it's like this is the one like this is the part where it's like he could have had a valid point. There are certain people where. They are incapable of noticing those signs. So it's like, it's not the, so at times where it's not necessarily that I don't trust you. It's not necessarily the fact that I'm insecure, but at times you being around certain people and interact and having like these certain type of interactions on a friendly level. I'm not saying that you don't understand how to set boundaries, or I'm not saying that you're not going to be that person that blocks that level of access. But for me, the part that I think becomes a little, how would I say this? Problematic, I guess, would be when. Okay, this is the part where it's like problematic on like there and where it's like you actually have something you can look at. It's the part where you actually realize maybe your partner doesn't necessarily understand when those boundaries are being crossed. Not that she's allowing other people to do this and like she's in the wrong for it, but I know so, like I've been around so many people. And even me, where I'm like, oh, for the most part, I feel like a lot of the times I I tend to be able to know when somebody's flirting with me or when they're trying to get that slick shit. I tend, the majority of the times I feel like I know them for the most part. But there are random times where I'm around, like somebody leaves a certain place, like like I'll be in a relationship or something, and they be like, that girl was flirting with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, she wasn't. And they be like, you weren't entertaining it like that, but she was definitely trying it. And and this is where the big difference for me, where it comes for men and women. Like, when I say difference, I'm not saying we're polar opposites when it comes to the topic, right? But if I don't entertain something, women have a lot more pride than men. Like, how often do you see a guy post a girl texting him, like a random person on social media constantly texting him, hey, 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 text me, text me, I want to talk to you, I want to do this, I want to do that. You don't see women do that often. Like, me as an influencer... I get it like where it's kind of like people. And but the thing is, it's like it's not even the same thing. Me as an influencer, people don't expect to get a reply from me. So they just don't care. But a guy will text a girl with 800 followers, spam her DMs. Hey, 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 hey. In other words, like this is the type of person where you should expect them to be able to text back. Well, you know, it's like they're not Hollywood. It's not like they have thousands of people like constantly hitting their DMs and stuff like that. But you constantly see, like, women posting guys doing that. The thing is, men are less likely to respect boundaries when it doesn't have to apply to them. In other words, if they're the ones not in the relationship, they don't necessarily see the reason to. Like, I know the fact that a lot of women, there are women where it's kind of like, they don't care. They're not in the relationship, so they're not going to care. But it's a lot more common for many city guys with that mindset where it's like, I don't give a fuck about being a homeworker, Son of my business. A lot of women, it's like, yeah, like, nah. She has a man. I want to do that. Like, a majority of the times I like hear conversations with guys, if they're not the one in a relationship, she's in a relationship. It's like, oh. like if I were to, like if I were having a conversation with certain guy friends, right? Like, I'm well, aware, I have a lot of different friend groups, and I'm aware of the ones that think a certain way. But there's some of them where it's like they literally will sit there and tell, like, if I were to bring up, like, oh no, she has a girl. Like she, up, oh, she has a boyfriend. They would literally look at me and be like, uh, what, what, what does that got to do with me? I'm not in a relationship. A lot of, and this is the thing, right? A lot, even the guys who do respect the boundaries, they play the waiting game. Where it's one of those things where it's like they'll respect boundaries and do little slick shit you won't really see, but the whole time they're kind of like keeping your mind on them, where it's kind of like, Oh, well, now you don't have a boyfriend. Now. I feel like at times he would flirt with me. They would never make it very clear. It's kind of like, You may doubt it or you may not doubt it, but they'll play the waiting game. Like They'll wait for your relationship to end, and it's like when you think you have a shoulder to cry on, a friend, someone who's really there for you, no, the whole time they really cared about fucking. You don't understand the amount of times I've had some of my friends tell me, it's like she had a friend, they thought it was a really dope friend, everything like that, and then they found out the guy wanted to fuck him. It's not very often that I find out a girl is trying to have sex with me. And I didn't know about it in advance or was like something they were trying to hide or they were trying to be slick about it. Half the time it's like a woman will end up telling you a guy will make it his mission to have these hidden agendas to try to get to it. So for me, it's like, there's a part where it's like, yeah, you got, you can't tell a woman where it's like, oh, you can't have any, you can't be, you can't be friends with this person because they have a dick. In my opinion, I think that's just very childish. Like. There, it's gonna happen one way or another. One way or another. And this is the one thing I realized when you try to prevent certain things from happening. The thing is, you think if she if she doesn't have any male friends, there's probably no way she's ever gonna cheat, bro. She she, she has to have a life. If she wants to cheat on you, understand the fact that it's like it's not like sex is something that takes hours for everybody. She can cheat on you in a time span of 15 minutes. Trying to control all that extra shit, it. As much as you think you're getting what you're getting out of it or like it's gonna be as successful as you want it to be, it's just not. Trying to control somebody's never gonna get things to go the way you want. Having that person love you, trust you unconditionally, that does it a little better. But I just hate the fact that it's like we keep on trying to control this shit. It's like I understand the whole guy best friends thing. I'm not saying I'm on that same play page or anything like that, or I don't underst or that it can't work for anybody else. But to say male friends is just sick. And, yes, I get the fact that a lot of guys are not boundaries and everything like that. But it's clearly like it can be a thing where it's like if you guys are so comfortable with each other, it's like, okay, uh, hey, she tells you about all the friends that she has, right? You're aware of every single one of them. It's not like anytime she brings up a name, you're like, who? It's like, oh, babe, this is why I work with, da, da, da. Like, you're well aware of that shit. Why is it an issue if she's not really keeping anything away from you? And if she ever, like, if, like, okay, hey, I don't really have an issue with that, but if you think somebody's flirting with you, I'd like to be aware of it. Whether you entertain it or not, at the end of the day, I still like to know who looks at you in that manner, whether now they know they have boundaries to respect or not. Because I understand guys cross boundaries at times. Imagine you express that to somebody you with, And we're going to focus on the men to woman thing because it's, it applies to both, whichever how you look at it. Not one thing is subjective to one gender. But if I go up to my girl and I introduce, and I say that to her and she it, she blows up or she doesn't understand where I'm coming from. One, you're with somebody who's not very understanding. That's that's the very first thing I'll say. For you to like open up to somebody and you're saying, "Hey, this is something that I'm not necessarily worried about, but something that I want us to be on the same page about." And you're not making you're not making you're not blaming nobody or doing anything like that. So for me it's like, what's really the issue? There I don't think there should be an issue cuz Let's just say you know your girl. Like at times, she doesn't recognize people are flirting with her. And this is this is the part where it's kind of like pushing it a little bit, right? But the thing is, there are certain people. If you with certain people, you understand there's a certain baggage you're just gonna have to hold. Is it fair that you're dealing with some of the baggage and you weren't necessarily the person that got that person there? Not necessarily. But for me, it's like. I think I prioritize reassurance over anything else because at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like without that level of trust, you don't really have anything at all. And if somebody's not making it unreasonable in terms of like asking for unreasonable things out of me to reassure them, I'm willing to do it whether I don't like it or not. Like let's just say, right. I'm with someone. I'm in a relationship and everything like that. That person tells me, Hey, I think this girl's flirting with you a little bit. And I'm like, I don't really think so. She's like, I know you don't see it at times, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying, like, this is necessarily what's happening, but it's a possibility. A lot of the times, the reason why you fuck up when you bring something up to your partner is you say, this is happening, and instead of, like, presenting, it's like, I think this may be happening, or, like, to me, from my perspective, it's a little clear that this is what's happening. If your partner doesn't say, like, oh, no, this, this is definitely not it, where it's like, okay, I don't necessarily see it from that perspective, but... There may, there may be a possibility. And then it's like, okay, hey, the first, like, my girl tells me, like, I really don't like this new girl you're around. I think she's trying to flirt with you every time I see it. Y'all are interacting in a certain way. I don't, I'm not necessarily appreciative of it. If your girl is like, okay, let me go through your phone. If I see nothing flirty, I I promise I will drop it. It's not one of those things where, like, she doesn't trust you. It's one of those things where you know you're not doing nothing wrong. So to you, it's like, I'm okay with reassuring that person because... I know there's it's one thing to tell somebody something, but then like to be able to prove to them like, look, there's nothing flirtatious at all. Okay, you're right. My fault. I was in the wrong for that. I feel like if a lot of couples were willing to have that, where it's like I bring up something that I think is happening. You don't just knock it down. You don't try to make me look like you don't try to make the person look like they're overreacting, doing too much or anything like that. You're like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. You and the thing is, you can't be that person that brings up this conversation, start throwing blame around and everything like that, and expect that person to react in a manner where it's like, oh, let me reassure you. Let me help you understand that this is not happening. If you're blaming somebody for some shit they're not doing, no matter how you start the conversation or how nicely you try to do it, they're not going to be the most responsive to it. Responsive, receptive? Receptive, I think receptive. But in general, it's like, Oh my god. Okay, I'll stop the episode just for this part. Um thank you. This is the one I get every time. <sighs> I'm telling y'all, like, I don't like if you don't like seltzer water, right? Any like it does I'm not gonna hold you. I used to really like the Walgreens brand version of this. Like the exact same flavor and everything like that. That's how I started drinking them. Walgreens flavor. I'm not why did I even start doing that? It was cheap. I remember it was hella cheap. Walgreens brand, and then I was working at Walgreens around the time because I was a cashier. I used to get 25% off. And then I would get it 24-7 because it was like a dollar something. With my 25%, I was paying like 75 cents for a beverage. And then, because the thing is, I was trying to save up money. And I remember, yeah, that was like my first very job. Like I was like, yo, I couldn't work too many hours, of course. So I was like, anytime I can actually work, I'm going to do this. And then the way way I saved money because I always needed to eat at work. I bought that Walgreens um, flavored black cherry seltzer water, 25% off. It was really cheap. And then I would buy the cup, like not the cup noodles, but the one in the little bowl. Ready? Like you put it in the microwave for like three minutes and it's ready to go. Those I'll buy that. And then I'll literally have lunch every day for about $4. like okay, I'm lying. I always added a red pack of six Skittles on top of that. So if I ate every day at work for like $5 and for me, I never cared. Like my mom, like is one of those mothers. I will make sure She cooks a home-cooked meal. So for me, it's like, I, like when I'm at work, I eat broke, but then I go home and I have a home- nice home-cooked meal and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm good. But I'm not gonna... Honestly, do not spend a lot of money ordering for that work because you're never gonna be able to find something that's really good cheap. So just go with the cheap option and say, fuck it. Like, just put something in your system, get through that shit. When you get to the crib, do something a little better. Yeah. But nah, I don't like this shit. Okay, and this is the part where like, yeah, you guys actually can ask questions throughout the whole entire time. I don't know why, but my, which salsa is better, black cherry lemon, (laughs) black cherry is definitely better. You You can even
1: tune in on this. Please don't tell me about to say lemon. You have, no, I was just going to say, you have someone asking, how do you think family affects your mental health?
0: How do you think family affects your mental health? Oh my God. Okay. Hey, well, you know what? Yeah. You know what? The segment I appreciate. Okay. Let me end the segment right now and then I'll start taking questions. Okay. How does family affect, how does family affect your mental health? Honestly, for me, it's like, okay, guys, on TikTok, you guys can actually ask questions live. I got about, like, 5%, and then I'm going to sign in on another phone and hop back on. But I will randomly scroll and find the questions. But how does family affect your mental health? Not yet, not yet. But for me, it's like, my family has affected my mental health a whole lot. And we're using the word affected when i not saying affected negatively. I feel like my family has affected my mental health in a positive manner and a negative manner at the same time. The thing is, I had a mother that was very nurturing, and that was the way she showed love. You know, like trying to take care of you, put food on the table. That was just the way that she was used to expressing love. And she was also raised by a parent that wasn't necessarily... And she was raised by a parent that didn't really care about whether or not, this, oh. and she didn't necessarily care whether or not it's like, oh, uh, what she actually needed and everything like that. They didn't care for that part. So when she was growing, when, so when she had us and she had to raise us, to her it was like, there wasn't necessarily part where, oh, sh- I'm going to show you the type of love that you want to receive. It was more about, I'm going to just show you love and you have to accept it in whichever manner that I give it to you. And I'm gonna just say one thing, right before I even continue on this part. My mother is a very loving mother, and I'm lucky to have had her because I'm a Haitian. And I'm Haitian. right? I'm Haitian American. Honestly, no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I don't want to put it in front of me. I'm Haitian and Italian. I've never said. I've never said. I'm Haitian American until today. I've got to give it some time to roll off the tongue. That just doesn't sound great. But I'm Haitian and Italian, and. You have to understand it's one of those things where mental health is not really a priority in Haitian households or to be completely honest in third world countries a lot of what you're focusing on is survival you're trying to I feel like a lot of the reason why it's kind of like there's so much like pressure like there's more anger in terms of like the parenting part of it where it's kind of like in comparison to what you see here a little more often than not it's like in haiti if you beat if you beat your kids it's it's normal like I've gotten Plenty ass whoopings, and I can speak on them because they happened in the country. It was legal, so I'm not putting nobody in risk, but I have gotten some. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not going to hold you. This is this is something I will speak on for every immigrant. The moment you move to the United States, you are always questioning parenting because you don't get it in your country. You do something like where you're from. You do something wrong. You get hit. You do something wrong here, and the kid gets to tell the mother how you looked at the issue wrong. I'm not saying this happens ever, but I'm just saying, like, this is what you're used to being the popular parenting, what you see on social media and everything like that. And then when you get here, this is what you see, right? We're like, this is confusing. I thought I would just get my ass whooped. Like, the first time I was at a supermarket and I heard, like, a, a kid cry and, like, argue against their mother, I was shook. Like, I looked at my mother and, like, I just knew that wasn't going to happen. My mom wasn't even an aggressive person, but it's like, I just know there are certain things I wouldn't even do just because of how I was raised. But in terms of like my mental health, my mother is very nurturing and everything like that. I love her to death. Right. But I, what I needed wasn't available to me in terms of my mental health. I needed somebody that wanted to tell me how, how great certain things that I'm working on are because I'm grinding my ass off. I'm, since the start of sixth grade, I have done something every summer for school, whether it's been an internship, whether it's been teaching, whether it's been doing a program at a different college. Like I've, go, I've visited three different colleges. not even because I went on any college visits. Each one of those summers, I dedicated to a different college than when I got to high school. In middle school, I was going to a program that was literally teaching us math, English, and history every single day still. For me, like, the, what I wanted from my mother was for her to tell me, like, you really appreciate how much I'm doing. And the reason why I did that, this is the part where I'm saying it's like it was sometimes it was affecting my mental health in a positive manner and sometimes it was a negative manner. She wasn't able to give me what I wanted, right? What I felt like I truly needed for me to be like, okay, I'm in a happier place. Things are going my way and everything like that. I couldn't get that out of her. But because of that and because I couldn't get a lot of the support, even like physically, financially and everything like that, I started doing a lot of these things by myself if i knew my mother wasn't was going to have to focus on bills and rent and i know i really wanted to buy i start i wanted to start buying this shoe the next shoe i learned that at a very quick age like my mother didn't really speak a lot of english and she was taking care and she was the head of household and i'm like when you, when that when you get in a situation like that and you don't speak english that well and everything like that i feel like in terms of and you're at that age with that many kids You're not really thinking, oh, I want to end up at the best job possible. You're thinking, I want to get the job that gets everything off, that gets everything off, that it gets all the bills off the table and that puts food on it. So because I understood she was never, she was probably never going to make it a priority of hers to become this high earner at that age coming to the United States. I knew that very early on for me to have, for me to let her have leeway to do things for herself. I had to make sure all the money she would try to invest into me could just stay in her pocket. Since so the moment I turned 15, I was working. Even before, like, I was somebody where it's like, even before I was old enough to actually even work, I was working. Whether it was cleaning snow, like, when I know the snowstorms would happen like that, me and my friend, we wanted to, we liked eating candy all day. So we literally grabbed our shovels, went cleaning people's, people's own backyards for, like, $20, $15, however much, depending on how big it is. Like, I was willing to do all of that because I wanted to make sure she didn't feel like she was a bad mother. Or like she couldn't give me what she wanted. Because the thing is, as much as I can speak on what I lacked during my childhood, there's a lot that I had. I had a mother that was willing to struggle for me every single fucking day. A mother where it's like she would go days without eating and try to hide it. But every time she'd come back home with whatever she made, it was invested into us. A lot of those things, I don't necessarily spend time to dwell on it or speak on it. And to be completely honest, a lot of my family members don't even think I remember half of these things, but I remember it because my mother wasn't in a place to support me in the way that I would have preferred or anything. To be honest, in the time, around the time, the way that I would prefer it, knowing how independent I am today and how much I don't really ever feel like I need anybody for anything. And I need to understand the fact that I got to be more accepting to people when they choose to actually be there for me that's something I'm working on still I'm not gonna hold you it's the weird be, when you're from a family where it's like you felt like things you needed mental health wise you couldn't get any of that because like I want to give like a good understanding of what my family is because if somebody asked that question I know their mental health is being affected by their family I just want to show it's like trust me I get it there's so many different types of factors that go into it when it comes to like how much your family really affects you but that was a fake yawn, by the way, I was copying somebody. I didn't want y'all to think that was like actually realistic. I just And it just went and went back to the episode. But, yeah. Your family affects your mental health a lot. In terms of me giving advice on it in general. You can't pick your family. In terms of the ones that you are around. Living with. You can pick the type of definition you want to give to family. You can pick... The people you want to attach that to. But sadly, you don't pick your blood. And I'm not saying blood makes family. But you're going to have to spend a few years around those people. However long that is. Whether you move out when you're 21 and you're done with... When you're 21 to 23 and you're out of college... Whether you're somebody who did it in seventh seventh grade, like I know happens very differently for people. But for however long you're going to be in that situation for, the one thing I want you to understand is the fact that you just have to create a system that works for you. For me, I realized I can sit here and complain my whole entire life about how much my house is affecting my mental health or I can just toughen the fuck up and find a way to deal with it. Find a way to make part of myself less sensitive so that way I'm not constantly being triggered because I don't like not being in control. And I'm not sure anybody likes not being in control neither. Even if you're somebody who blow off easily, I'm pretty sure when you sit there and you think about everything you just did and the scene you just made, whether you're not embarrassed about it, I know you're not happy that you just did that. Like you sit there and you generally think, oh, I dedicated this much energy to somebody doing somebody who's does who shouldn't be affecting me, affecting me create a system that works for me it was staying in my room a lot so i could dodge a lot of the little bullshit i could or a lot of the little comments that i know i really didn't like or i didn't appreciate i stayed in my room a lot and i would constantly and then the thing is when i wanted to spend more time with my mother i know the more we talk the less the more likely it is she'll say something that bothers me so if i want to spend time around her i I'm on my computer, I'm working on things Or I get there and I'm eating and I'm watching a video So that way me and her still get to spend some time together Be around each other But I don't really need to have much conversation I'm not saying we don't have times where We have these real conversations But I know The everyday thing is what I don't really fuck with It's not like I don't like my my mother as a person I, I love that lady to death I do But I know the everyday parts aren't the greatest Which is the parts that mainly affect me So for shit like that Honestly, just create a system that works for you, bro. That's the best advice that I can give you for it. All right, Peter, there's another question you think I should pick.
1: Uh, next one is, what if you're talking to someone that you're not physically attracted to, but they treat you the best compared to people you are attracted to, and I imagine don't treat you as well?
0: That was a, a pretty important part. I'd imagine that for the second part, too. But... um. <laughs> Okay, um, the whole thing with, like, being with somebody you're not even attracted to, I don't get it, because it's, like, <laughs> this makes me sound like such a dickhead if I say this story. Okay, okay, okay. I was young. I feel like whenever you're going to tell something embarrassing, or people could, like, you always got to start with I was young, you know, it's kind of like, ah, oh, young mindset, you know, you're not there no more. Okay, it's, it's okay, we won't judge you too much. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so right, I was in one of those situations where, it, at a certain point, I thought this person was attractive. And then years went on. Let's just say I... How do I say this so nobody knows? Okay. Let's just say I started glowing up a little bit, right? So, I started i started being able to... I, at a certain point, I feel like the people you really attract... There are people that are delusional. Where you're attracted to people you know you'll never get. I don't understand how much I say. I'm like, it's great to admire attractive people. But... To be a person where it's like, you know, you were like, I'm not even saying this is a fucked up part. Like, I'm generally being realistic. You know, you're like somebody that a lot of girls won't look at. I'm not going to put you on a scale or rate another man. But let's just say you, you, a lot of girls wouldn't look your way. But then you go to bar. You don't want to come out with nobody else but somebody that looks like Rihanna. Be realistic. It doesn't make sense. Okay, but back to the story. Okay, so at one point, um, I used to talk to this girl at a certain point, right? And I remember there was this one date, we, like I was just chilling outside and everything like that with our friends. And I remember like staring at her, like felt like I never really had that. Like it was always like me and her got together mainly because of the personality. This is this is the issue with drinking shit like this. You burp twenty four seven, and I gotta like, so y'all don't hear it. Yeah, but but I just remember I remember like. Like like I said, it was a young relationship and everything like that. And a lot of the time, it, the relationship was mainly based off our personalities. Like, that was it. I never really cared about the looks thing or anything like that. But I remember at a certain point looking at her, like, staring at her. for like. I feel like that was the very first time I genuinely looked at her. And in my head, I felt like I was trying to figure out whether she was attractive or not. Because I never thought about it. I looked, and I was like, damn, she's actually not attractive. And the thing I realized is, because you're capable of having that moment I don't think you should choose to be with somebody I'm not saying don't be with this person oh because they're they look bad or you should only date people that are super fucking attractive but there's a certain way you're supposed to look at your partner the person that you're with and I feel like when it's so obvious that you are not attracted to this person where you can say like you can say oh I'm not physically attracted to this person." It's not like oh, there's certain. I mean, I don't really like how their hair looks. I don't really like how the jaws a little tilt. I don't. It's one thing to not like certain parts of somebody's physical, like characteristics and stuff, but it's another one. You're saying like this person as a whole, this this being in front of me, visually, physically, I don't I don't like what I see. When if I'm speaking about my partner, I'm supposed to think that they're the most. Beautiful person on this fucking planet. I'm supposed to think. I'm supposed to be a little jealous when I see other people try to get next to them. For me, it's like when you're not attracted to that person. Is there even ever any like level of jealousy in terms of like the part where it's just like, oh, men to men, like you're around another woman? It's like, oh, I ain't even worried about it. Also, I just realized this is something. So the term "medium ugly guys" have been going viral, and I'm gonna just say one thing, right? A lot of women will choose to downgrade. In other words, like let's just say you're rating this woman a uh, eight and a half out of ten, right? Like she's some like whatever scale, whatever that scale looks like for you. This woman, just look at her like eight and a, eight and a half out of ten, right? She knows she can pull guys that are even ten out of tens, but she'll go for a guy like let's just say they put in a video. Oh, rate this guy. Girls would probably rate like a mm, he's like a six and a half, seven and a half. I realize there are a lot of women that will downgrade the, the type of guy they can get. And I'm not and I'm not talking about the part where, oh, you look for a guy with more personality and stuff like that. The less looks, you prioritize personality over looks. I definitely do believe you should prioritize personality over looks. My point was, you can't not have, like, they ha- there has to be a balance in between them. The fact that you don't find somebody attractive at all. I don't see how that relationship can work. How do you date somebody and you find them ugly? How do I wake up next to this person and want to... How does this person? I'm not saying this part matters, but I'm saying if we're talking about the rest of our lives, how are you going to date somebody whenever they're on top of you? You looking elsewhere. Like I can't imagine. The, like I'm not saying sex. Sex is the most important thing in the world. But even if you guys had sex once every five years, once every five years. This this is for my. This is for me to show you. It's not about sex. Once every five years. You you would know that once every five years, I'm going to lay, like the girl's going to lay down and I'm going to have to look at a guy I don't think is attractive. And because I want to be turned on, I'm going to try to look away. Or like, or like I'm going to try to fake something. Like, how does that make sense? That's not a relationship. You just think you can't find no guy. Go- this is where I think it comes from. You just think that guys are so shit that you will never be able to find a guy with a personality that's able to fulfill you. And a face that can also, you can also be attracted to. Like, this is the thing a lot of people think. I believe in soulmates. I do. But I don't believe soulmates are just people that are meant for you. And I don't believe that you come across one soulmate. And at a certain point, I did believe, like, oh, uh, you just have one soulmate. I believe there are soulmates you have that are supposed to be friends. There are soulmates you are going to have where they're your soulmate for a certain chapter that you have in your life. Where while I wanted to become an influencer, this person was there throughout this whole entire time. Like there are certain people where it's like they're going to be attached to your life for a certain amount of time. And I remember like it was a video I seen where it's like loyalty comes. Like the thing is like your loyalty will come like, what did it say? Oh, loyalty expires. like it comes with an expiration date and stuff like that. Like a lot of people will like, exit out of your life. It doesn't mean they weren't supposed to stick around or anything like, or like they weren't meant to be around. Oh, you had to move on from them or anything like that. It's just like, no, certain people come into your life with a certain purpose. And the thing I've realized is it's like. I just had a brain dump, like a brain fart. Like it just went blank. Like I had such a good streak and I went blank. But yeah, let me just get the next question to be honest.
1: Ah. Okay. Uh let's see. So let's say you're talking to someone for almost a year and you find out that he or she had sex with someone that tried to be close with you. How would you react going forward?
0: I'm guessing they're talking about like if if you if you if you're like they mess with a friend of theirs or something?
1: I guess it has to do with cheating as well, which you kind of talked about before. What? So, you're talking to someone for almost a year. Oh, actually, no. I guess it's because they're not together. You're talking to someone for almost a year, and you find out that he or she had sex with someone that tried to be close with you. How would you react going forward? P.S.'s cousin told me.
0: Is still happening? Hmm? I'm guessing the relationship is still happening they going forward. Um, yeah, I guess... I'm guessing they're not saying it's cheating because I'm pretty sure this question would have been a little differently if somebody was cheating and this is how you're asking it. Okay. This is how I'm going to take this question just so like no, nobody else is confused. And if I'm speaking about it from a different perspective and the person is still here, I want you to correct that and he'll make a note to me and then I'll take it from this perspective. You want me to take it? I'm taking this question as in you're telling me you've been talking to somebody for about a year. You guys are still together. That's the part where you said moving forward, how to react to it, where you just found out that they slept with someone at one point you guys got close or you and this person had a certain type of bond or something like did the sex happen before during, if the sex didn't happen during that, if, if okay, let me just say this. Like right? I'm going to just take it from both perspectives. Just to, get she that said
1: that's right. Yeah.
0: Oh, You're perfect. Accurate. Okay. So it wasn't during the relationship shit. Okay. So some, honestly, I feel like if this person was aware that you and this person at one point were close and everything like that, and they, Still didn't think or feel the need to tell you. I think that's an issue. I'm not like, yeah, I get it. Certain things in the past. My past is my past. The past is in the past and shit.
1: Oh, it happened during the relationship. Fuck him. (laughs)
0: Like, Like, I was about to sit here and try to be all deep for this shit. Bro, I get forgiving cheating. Okay, this is the thing, right? Like... The thing is, I don't think that cheating is a mistake. But I think mistakes can lead to cheating. (laughs) Holy shit! I like it. I feel like that's the best way I've ever put that when I've actually spoken about it. I don't necessarily believe that cheating is a mistake. I don't necessarily. Yeah, I don't believe that cheating is a mistake. But I do believe that there are mistakes that leads to cheating. The thing for me is like, right. There, there's this thing that I will never forgive in my life and I promise you I will be four years in a, I will be four kids deep. I, I don't give a fuck. There's, there's this thing in my head for how I look at this conversation because people always want to give different opinions on it. There's this thing I'll call anticipated cheating. <laughs> Where you sit here, you talk to this person, oh, you look good, you look sexy, hype them up, you do all this little extra shit. When do you want to chill? Oh, let's chill on this day. No, this day doesn't work for you. That's okay. Let's choose a different day. I'm going to work on your time. That shit right there is not a mistake. I, 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 so, you t- like? this is my point. It's like when you look at something. Like, I can't look at cheating like as if it's a mistake because the situation like that you sat there and you made a mistake by texting another person. The mistake isn't done. It's a big one. It's a big one. You and then you know what you proceeded to do. You proceeded to have a conversation back and forth. And during that conversation, you didn't even notice it, but you accidentally flirted another mistake. And then you mistakenly asked that person to hang out with you. You mistakenly ask this person what time works best for them. You working on somebody else's time, being great for them. I love that for you. Wait, what happens is no, you make another mistake. You go and show with that person, you accidentally put your take your clothes off and then, and then when it slipped out, you accidentally put it back in. Fuck you. That's not a mistake. You're cheating. No, I'm not forgiving that shit. Fuck. Bro, did I forgive some shit like that. I would not be myself because I promise you my mental health would have to be shit for that. And I'm not disrespecting anybody who has forgiven that in a relationship. But for me and the level of respect that I hold for myself and what I look at respect to be. There are certain people where it's like you look at respect and it's literally just about how much energy you're willing to put forward and push that situation through. Like that's where your self-love idea came from, how much you're able to actually like hold on to. I don't look at it like that. You're disrespecting my worth. You got to go like that's the anticipated cheating shit. I would never forgive it. So for you, it's like to make it specifically about your situation. So I, you can actually get advice on it. This person I'm guessing within one year loves you. And if it's not, if it's not love, I'm not saying oh by one year, you know, you. it works a little differently for some people. Certain people have trauma. So for them saying, even saying, I love you reminds them of so much terrible shit. It's, You got to be patient with somebody like that where it's like you can start with some I heart you. You know what I mean? Like baby steps. But even if this person isn't in love with you, even if this person, at the end of the day, it's a year. There's a level of care I expect you guys to have built. Hopefully. But this person is telling you they love you. And if the closeness part happened before, hasn't like your partner understood how close you were with this person or like they slept with that person as you guys were really close together, which I'm guessing is why you mentioned that part. How can they know you care that much about someone and then still choose to do that? And the reason why I'm not bringing your friend into it is I get friends are friends, but friendships kind of just happen, you know? There are a lot of friendships around where you know you don't really care for it. It's just about the fact that you're familiar with this person, so you keep them around, or where it's about distance. I'm always around you because you're in my school. Okay, we live in the same city. I'm always around the same parties, so I'm gonna act cool with you. I expect the same, there's a different level of loyalty. I expect out of friends and people I call my family. I don't really do it. I'll say I'll like for the sake of conversations. I'll say friends. But I don't really do friends. Anytime I'll refer to somebody as my friend, I promise you this is somebody that I look at as family and I'm willing to do anything for them. But relationships don't accidentally happen. We don't accidentally start dating. That's a question that had to be asked. In other words, at times in a friendship, the level of loyalty that you expect out of a person, it's not clear. But you understand how loyal you have to be in a relationship. You, You can't cheat, like, So for me, it's like when you asked me out or when I asked you out, there was an agreement that we made. I'm not saying it's a contract, but it was an agreement that we made that you're going to be a good boyfriend. And you. I'm hoping you have my best interest at in mind if you're going to ask me to be this person for you. And I'm going to believe that you're this type of person. So I'm going to say yes. With the expectation that I'm going to invest as much as you're going to invest. In other words, that level of loyalty in a relationship from your partner is something that's understood. This friend that came around, they don't really owe you loyalty like that. Where if you guys aren't the closest or you guys have two, two months, three months. I can't expect somebody like that to be loyal. I can't put it on them. You're my partner and you chose to go behind my back and do that shit. And the fact that you understand this is somebody I really fuck with, it's like the cheating part you know would hurt. And then you add it on top of it for it to be somebody that I actually care about. In my opinion, that's a little heartless. And for you moving forward, I do believe that people do dumb shit and they change. That part where they change, that's where it becomes a mistake. That's when you can look at that experience where it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. Like, the cheating part, I I won't say it's, like, a necessary mistake. But in my past, the type of person that I was, they did something wrong. Moving forward, I won't do that again. I'm not saying you can't forgive him. I'm not. I don't understand the bond that you guys have. So I won't speak on it from that perspective. But all I will tell you is don't continue that relationship with that same person that cheated on you. Because if that person... Isn't willing to change What are you sticking around for If they're not holding themselves accountable For the mistake that they made What are you staying in there for if, not, if they're not willing to work for your trust again Because they understood That they are the ones that broke it What are you staying in that relationship for A lot of the times we're attached to people And we think we gotta stick around And shit But you don't As much as you want to believe I've never experienced this again And I'm not gonna hold you You might be right but who says what you're going to experience isn't going to be something better? Because you probably told yourself that same shit in your last relationship. You got in a new one. You enjoyed it more than the last one. And you thought that last one was the best you could possibly ever have. But it wasn't. You'll find somebody else that will do the shit that they didn't do. You'll find somebody else that are not going to hurt you in the way that they hurt you. That person exists. And you're a teenager. You're in your 20s. You have time, bro. Like, you have time. You have time. Trust me, you have time, and I'm not gonna sit here and give you the bullshit like all oh, time heals. It, <laughs> I have a whole episode now; you can watch it. But yeah, another one.
1: Okay, um, I feel like you answered that one kind of already. I think I'm catching feelings for my sneaky link advice. You're you're, you're catching feelings
0: for a sneaky link. <laughs> That's like rule number one of being sneaky links. It's supposed to be something sneaky. We fall in love with each other. Now we got to go public. What the fuck were we doing this whole entire thing for? Like, we're supposed to be on some calm shit. Like, what are we doing? Um, I love the fact that I'm speaking about this. Like, I haven't fell in love with my single link, but yeah. I understand it. And I would love to speak from a hypocritical perspective where I tell you, you shouldn't do that. Respect boundaries. It's like, I get it, bro. It's like... But this, is, okay, I'm going to just tell you how to move. I'm not going to say whether it's a bad or good thing. It's, it's not a great thing to fall in love with a sneaking link. I'm going to just be honest. It's, it's not a great thing. Because if that other person is not on the same page as you. Okay, one, I'm hoping you would like the sex. Because I don't know why you'd start doing a sneaking link with somebody if you don't even like doing what you're being sneaky about. Like, what is the point of investing that much energy to be sneaky to go do something you don't like? Like, imagine you sneak out the house to go do homework. It doesn't make sense. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. If you're sneaking around with somebody, I would hope you're enjoying this shit. I'll s- Honestly, it's like, if you enjoy their personality more than the sex, just have them as a friend at that point. It's like, what's the point of investing in that sexual shit if, you don't, if you're not enjoying it that much? But my point is, it's like, y'all are there for the sex. You're supposed to enjoy it. And then this is the part where I get, it's like, how do you not fall in love with that person? Let's say you do enjoy the sex. You enjoy the sex a lot. And then you realize this person respects me. They appreciate me. Like we're sneaky links, but you know, you're gonna sit here and we're gonna have movies night and and the sex comes after the movies, not during. How do you not fall in love with that? Like you come you come over that person's house and they tell you, I don't feel like having sex today. Your agreement is sex. Sneaky, but sex. And, And they say it's okay to have no sex. You're thinking, wow, this person cares about me. Like, my boyfriend even got mad when that when, 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 when that happened. Like, what was going on? Like, and, and then guess what happens again? Like, you pull up. They have food ready. They ask you what you want to order in advance. And they say they got you. Y'all are supposed to get drunk and have a little sneaky wild night. And guess what happens? They buy the liquor. They buy the chaser. They bring the lemon. They bring the salt. They bring the knife. What? I was falling in love. I was pretty much explaining how I fell in love with my sneaking lake. But now y'all can see why, right? It was pretty much not really seen much of a sneaking link situation. Okay, now y'all understand it. That's how I fell in love with my sneaking link. That's really what I was explaining the whole entire time. <laughs> but so y'all can see why I can't really talk shit. I really just can't. I cannot. But <laughs> this is, you should really try to avoid it. You should really try to avoid falling over your sneaking link because if it's not mutual, it's terrible. But the good thing about falling in love with your sneaking link is if the sex is bussing and I start falling in love with this person, do you understand how top tier that relationship be? I mean, hopefully y'all can, you know, the little arguments, shit like that, every relationship deals with is going to be fine. But I'm not going to hold you. You can get a great relationship out of somebody, out of a sneaking link, if you realize that both of you guys are on the same page. One, if you already enjoy the sex and then you realize I actually really fuck with this person's personality. One thing I will say, it's not necessarily that situation is just terrible. Even when you do find out that this person is also feeling you, don't change too much about the dynamic that you have, because understand that you felt this way because of what you guys are doing. Continue doing that and adjust things where it's like, oh, I have a sneaky link and stuff like that. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all and tell y'all exactly how my shit went. Right, sneaky links and stuff like that. Even on the first night, four hours no talk. Like, even on the first night of meeting this girl, right. I was speaking with her for like four, like three, four hours. First night meeting this person, we're both aware this is gonna be on some sneaky link type shit. Three or four hours of just conversing, getting to know each other, laughing, and I'm, and for me, when I say those type of things, I'm during that time, I'm not the person where it's like if somebody comes to my house. In the time that I take, where I'm like I'm taking this time to know you to get you to be comfortable, that is all that I am doing. The part where. While we're laughing, <laughs> slide my hand down your leg a little bit and shit like that. I don't do that. Like, I'm not really... I'm not the person where it's like, I'm thinking with my dick so much to the point where I need to get in your pussy within, like, 30 minutes. To f- I don't care, bro. It's like, you're sliding over all right, the first first few hours, like, we're chilling, getting to know each other and everything like that and then type shit. There are people that just want to get straight to it. If that's a sneaky link arrangement you have where it's more of a booty call... Understand something? Sneaky links, booty calls, different thing. I know at times people y'all don't want to be counted as a booty call, but if you're a booty call, just admit it. Just because sneaky link is just like a really dope term for shit. If the only time you see this person is like randomly, hey, I need, I need, I need. It's not a sneaky link. That's just a booty call. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a booty call, but don't make it something like it's not. Sneaky link is more like I feel like there's more of a vibe. I feel like when we say Sneaking Link, there's more of like a friends with benefits type of thing to it, where it's like there's more of a type of vibe, which is why I feel like constantly we hear people talking about like catching feelings for your Sneaking Link. But for me, the way it worked, having feelings for my Sneaking Link, it's like we spoke about it and realized it was both on the same page. But it wasn't like, oh, I like it. It was more like, I really do fuck with your vibe. It was like, I fuck with your vibe as well. And then we kept on chatting, chatting. And the more, and the thing is, the reason why you don't want to try to change nothing is because you want to give things. The space to develop and grow, instead of, hey, we're sneaking links, let's do something else. Let's do something else. Now, okay, um, let's date. Doesn't really work. It doesn't really work for me with my sneaking link was just like, alright we're gonna, I fuck with your vibe. I fuck with your vibe too. Nice. Okay, what are you going now? Okay, you know what? Let's not have sex with other people. We're not gonna, we're not in a relationship, but the only thing we're making exclusive to us is sex. And I was the person that brought that shit up find you a man like me find you a guy that's gonna that's gonna say i don't i don't want these other bitches yeah i want one and it's you but yeah literally i'm not gonna hold you i was like you know what let's make sex exclusive and then time went on we seen how sex was when it was just exclusive where i was attaching nobody else worried about nobody else we didn't say oh you can't flirt with nobody else the thing is the reason why a lot of y'all should fuck up is because you rush it you rush it, and the thing is, when you rush things, you have so much shit to focus on at once that you never looked at or even gave the time to, and then you just don't have enough time because a lot of it's just falling down all at once. I I, I didn't want to do that. I said make the sex exclusive. The more we spoke, and then we was like, okay, you're like the only person I'm messing, I'm, I'm having sex with. And at a certain point, we became the only person we were really chilling with. Like throughout, during the days I'm working and everything like that, she's doing the same thing, and then so it's night She's like, I bet I'm gonna pull up. And it was spending hours together. And it became more frequent. So at a certain point, the sex was only exclusive. But we got to a point where we're like, hey, should we make the talking part of it exclusive? Because we we both felt that we were growing closer. So we're like, you know what? Yeah, let's make talking exclusive as well. During And still, we didn't start dating. Like, we're not dating, right? And then at a certain point. My mom, me, and my mom had a conversation. She was like, "Oh, I want you to bring one person into this script. And I'm like, "I bet, it's smooth, I got it." And then I, I told her, "I was like, I'm not gonna hold you." It's like lately there has only been one person coming to your house, and I was like, "Honestly, you probably like probably would like it too." She's Haitian, and then at a certain point, my mom walked into the room before we went out on a date, and she was like, "Come here, since you're gonna be here a lot, let's meet, let's meet the house," and dragged her and met everybody. That's how my mother met, met my ex at that time, right? And I was just like. not nice like i wasn't expecting that to happen but then it happened my mom seemed happy she seemed happy and i was like i was waiting for some grand gesture because i like doing cute shit you feel me and i was like i can't get nothing bigger than that my my, my mother seen you and didn't hate you didn't give you no looks no nothing like she looked at your face and was like let's meet everybody that that was was music to my and then after we got back from that date you know my girlfriend I was like, I don't think there's anything else I'm really waiting for. My mother like, my my mother just like, expects you to come here now. So I was like, we dated. See how I felt? Like, I, I fell for my sneaky link, and it wasn't, like, a process that was terrible or anything like that. Just take that shit step by step. Like, make, okay, hey, no more sex with nobody else. Hey, now we don't talk to nobody else. So it's kind of like, you, and also it makes it a little easier to be loyal in a relationship, I feel like. Because it's like, and I'm not saying, oh, like, if I rushed it, I wouldn't have been loyal or anything like that. But I feel like it's like, Everything happens and you're and you're aware of it. You're. It's like you feel like you're in control. Okay, now I'm not gonna have sex with nobody else, but I might entertain girls. Da da da. It's like you eliminate certain things that you know you're not supposed to do one at a time. Instead of oh, I'm single and I'm this guy that be whoring around. Like people call my friends will will dat me and be like this dude is a slut. And then all of a sudden, clip it, Mister Loyal. It's I can't flip a switch. Like there's certain habits you have to kind of like. Add different new habits For me it's like It was a thing where it's like Okay Around this one weekends I know what the fuck I'm gonna do When she was around It was a little differently Like I had time To get rid of those habits So that I can make sure That I'm the most loyal Boyfriend that I could Ever possibly be to her A lot of you guys Rush shit And you're not necessarily You don't give yourself Enough time to realize What you're rushing into And then when it hits you Because you don't know How to respond to it It fucks the certain situations that you have Going on But Yeah, it's nothing works out of rushing shit. And by rushing shit, I'm not saying you need to wait two months, three months, four months. There are relationships that are going on for about a year. But both of them are constantly working. Both of them are constantly traveling. They see each other like 10, 15 times a year. And then there's people in relationships that spend about 10 to 15 hours with their partner every single day you realize how one relationship may progress a lot further than the other one even though technically the same amount of time has gone by. But not the same amount of time has been invested in that relationship. So that's a little differently. Yeah, I take that shit slowly. And for the most part, don't fall in love with your sneaking link. I'm going to hold you. It doesn't work out for the most part. I've had a lot of my sneaking links. I don't even do sneaking links like that. But I like consistency. So I'll just use the term sneaking links work. I've had sneaking links that fell for me. I, I didn't want it. <laughs> and the thing is, it becomes hard as shit because it's like I'm like I don't want it, but then now I got to feel like a dickhead even though I already told you I wasn't looking for a relationship. But because you fell in love, because you fell for me, you expected me to fall for you. It doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> I liked how I waited on that shit. <laughs> I
0: right, give me the next
1: one. All right, I' think it's slowing down a little bit, but we have one that's. Says... Honestly, I need like
0: two more questions and we're done with this. I really appreciate you guys.
1: How do you maintain the afro?
0: I don't maintain this shit. Half the time, I don't have my afro <laughs> in. Bro, maintaining an afro is like the most annoying shit ever. I go- you know how certain people? It's like when you wake up is when you do your hair. When you're about to go out is when you do your hair. I have to do my hair before I walk out this door because of the way I sat because it's already flat. It's a lot of work to manage, which is why a lot of times I have twists. I'll do like certain styles because you know why those styles are good for two, three weeks. Some people hold them for a lot longer. I question it because I'm like, not no damn well you ain't washing it while it's like that. But two, three weeks for the most part. A lot of times I'll switch it to two weeks and get a haircut at the same time. But yeah, I'll constantly change that shit because I don't like taking care of my hair. It's a process. It's a hassle. Like you don't want to see it's like constantly like having to. Pick out my hair to make sure it's detangled. And when you have thick hair, it's a whole different lifestyle. Like, y'all wouldn't understand if you don't got it. If you got it, you got it. Oh, was, if you know, you know. If you don't. I don't really know what to say, man. But it's a struggle. When Wait. Oh, I see one myself. What do guys typically want when they go into depressive episodes? Because I know space is needed. However, I do think as guys, y'all don't always need to combat things alone. I got. Although I'm somebody who's always been on top of my mental health, I am an individual that doesn't really like people being there for me or I'm not necessarily used to it. So at times I am not the most receptive to it. Like I don't necessarily understand how I'm supposed to respond. The one thing I'll say is in terms of like easing into that for a guy, right, it's things I've realized work for me a little bit. I think the first part you got to understand is he's not just gonna welcome you with open arms and just be like oh my god thank god somebody's there for me like you gotta realize at a certain point we were kids and all of us wanted somebody there for us and for guys when we constantly realize that person isn't going to be there you kind of stop wishing for it because every time i was crying and i wanted and i wanted my mom to be there for me in a certain way she wasn't When I was going through something and I wanted somebody to ask or someone didn't want somebody to tell me, be strong, you can do this, push through, you got this. Like, that's what I always got. And I didn't have that hug where somebody was there to comfort me, tell me you're okay. And I get you got to put on this act and constantly push through, but you're good. It's okay. I didn't get that. So at a certain point, stopped expecting it. Why allow myself to constantly be disappointed over and over again? And that disappointment wasn't something that my mental health could handle because I knew I was that person that wasn't just there for people when they asked, but I was capable of noticing things. My friends didn't even notice was wrong with them. There are times where like my friend, like even when I was on the episode with somebody like Corey on uh, Coriana, she was like, you well, should be figuring my my problems for me. Like I li- I'm the type of person was like, you don't even understand what you're going through. And I'm going to sit there and listen to any of those random Things, your, those thoughts you're able to actually articulate and, and communicate. Like I'm that person that's willing to go above and beyond and do all of that. And to have most of my life where it's like I've had to be that person myself. And the thing is, I'm not that person that's going to ask. Understanding how much I do for people. You don't understand how hard it is to ask somebody like, can you be there for me? It's the part where I do it for Everybody. And then now you're telling me to ask somebody to do the same shit I do consistently day in and day out for people. That's hard. Like, it's hard to do that. You don't understand. It's th- even sending that text, Not even like not even sending a text, just, just articulating that thought. Like that thought process doesn't end with you actually taking actions and reaching out. And at a certain point, you got to realize not everybody's like you. And I realized that, And I could have chosen to change the way that I act to people. But I decided to just let me just stop expecting this from people. And then let me stop being this person for the whole fucking world. As much as I want to be what my friends would call me. Oh, thank God. I thought I spilled water on me. But (laughs) as much as as my friend, like, I forgot what the last thing I was about to say. But in general, the thing I realized is I was like, I got to stop. Oh, as my friends would say, I can't always be Captain save I can't try to be there for the whole entire fucking world when it's taking so much out of me to do that. I, I, and I want to be that person, and I want to do that consistently. And consistent, to do some shit like that consistently, it takes a lot of effort, time, and energy. And when you don't have people putting that time and energy into you, you run yourself so low for the whole entire fucking world, and when it's time to get to you, there's not much progress that can be made because you don't have a lot of that energy that you needed for yourself. But in terms of being there for a guy, because the thing is, my experience is a little different because I always wanted to be there for people. But a lot of guys have the same experience where they didn't have a lot of people there for them. So what I was trying to say by that is a lot of us stop expecting it. And when we finally do get it, because I'm not going to hold you, a man's a man's relationship, a man's emotions in a relationship half the time never really feels like a priority. And I'm not saying this is at fault with a woman. I think there's so many different directions you can throw to blame, but let's be honest. How often does a relationship end with two people? With both, let's just say both of the parties are crying and they're down bad. Who's attended to more? Who do you constantly see being at? Are you okay? God goes through a breakup. It's like... You get asked about that person, but when you explain to somebody, you're heartbroken. You don't expect that person to ask you that shit two, three weeks later, or two months later. But a woman will get asked that constantly, even a year later. At a certain point, people just forget. It's kind of like, a man's emotions is only looked at surface level. It's like, are oh, you get, you I'm sad. Oh, you going to be all right, bro. A girl, you constantly have people checking them with him. You okay? It's okay. And for me, so it's like, Just understand, like, be okay with the fact that this dude is probably going to take him some time to open up to you the way that you want it to. But the moment you see the slightest effort into showing your emotions, trust me, it takes a lot. And a person who gives you a little bit of that that didn't used to give it to you at all is somebody who wants to keep on giving you more. But it's going to have to take a lot of patience. (laughs) It's gonna take a lot of work And time and shit But yeah the first time I've had I fucked up in a relationship Not like fuck up cheating type shit And I'm not not referring to that But the first time that I was I messed up in a relationship and I was hugged (laughs) I was confused But How am I confused when Every single time I've been in a relationship With somebody that I messed up That's how I reacted I want you to understand how much for like how how that idea is so like it's foreign territory to guys. Something that I do for everybody. And I've been doing it for so long in my life or as long as I could remember, I was that person that always realized mental health matters because if we don't care about people's mental health, there are people who take their lives away. For me, I understood that at a very young age. I didn't want to lose people, so I had to make that a priority. So just the fact that I'm doing this and I'm constantly being there for people, and when somebody hugs me, being there for me, even though I messed up, nurturing me, even though I fucked up, I didn't know how to react to it. That's how all. That's how that's. That's how much I didn't get that, but I still continue to be that person that gave that to people. So you're probably gonna get that same reaction out of a guy when you try to be there for him and shit like that. And I did speak on this in a, in a TikTok when I was in our relationship. That person, I spoke, I was like, you see my TikTok? Yeah, I'm like, okay, you know. It it There are things where it's like you want the person to know and things that just happen. But this was one of those things where it's like I didn't necessarily expect it. And I was completely okay that it had to come from me making that observation. Because I think there are just certain shit. It's like if half of the world doesn't pay attention on about on it. I can't be that person where I expect this person to understand it the way that I do. I mean, the reason why I don't get it is because I think a lot of people don't get it. So that would just be an a fair expectation to expect her to just be like me. It's not about expecting the person to be a good person. It's not like you would just, Oh, you shit me whenever I'm down. It's just, it's a hard thing to do. It's also a hard thing to accept, but on both parties, you give it time and everything like that. And I think you guys should be smooth. And I just want to say, is there any like quick questions you have seen that I can take?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's quick, but someone's like, I'll take it. Just the fact
0: that you went, i will take it. Uh,
1: this is what, the last question. What guys. draws the line between bare minimum and being too expectant?
0: And being too expected?
1: Expectant.
0: Expectant.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's like doing the bare minimum or like being too like. you yeah. are doing things that. Su- like, are they saying uh, like, oh, bare minimum, and these are things in like a relationship? Like I'm, I'm expecting. I'm thinking like difference between bare minimum and like smothering somebody with like affection that's how i read it
0: yeah i'll give them like 10 th- was this like the last question I asked something
1: she asked it three times so i wanted to make sure it was okay answered. hey <laughs> did she just recently asked like, how long ago did she last ask it uh
0: i don't know ah shit i was about to say let's give it a few seconds so she can clarify it because if oh, she yeah, asked yeah. it three times i really don't want to take it from a perspective where she's not even asking it from
1: true True, true 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 okay so
0: this is the last question i'm okay with like taking like a quick 15 minute break to try to get it clarified but yeah whoever asked that question if you're not in here i am so sorry that you asked this question this many times and i never got to it but <laughs> if you're not here and you're not clarifying it at least when the episode is up you'll know it'll be chosen and i'll i'll give you an answer and i promise i know who i'm referring to if you say something that helps me remember if i give you an answer to this I'll put this part in. If I give you an answer that you did not appreciate or like you want me to, because you waited so fucking long for an answer, you're like, no, I'm going to get the answer that I fucking want. It's okay if you comment on the YouTube and then I'm like, nah, this is not what I meant. This is what I meant. And I promise you, I will give you that follow up or something. Like I got you. But okay. Bare minimum.
1: <laughs> She's typing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wait.
0: Did she say I'm typing?
1: She said, I'm typing chill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I really have to actually give you the time. Okay, 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 okay.
1: How about give a, um, give like a 20 second answer to, I'm talking to someone that I like and he seems to like me, but also makes me nervous, not in a bad way. So sometimes I don't say much. He's patient and I don't want to stop talking to him. What do I do? Um
0: a thing I'll say is like understand that certain people like you for who you are and for what they see. A lot of the times because we don't appreciate a part of us or we think we should change it. And for this person um for this part, I'm talking about like the shyness part. Because you're a shy person and you look at it from the perspective, that's not the greatest. The thing you have to realize is I've been that guy where it's like I was the person that was known because even during, with Facebook. Like I was just you known, like I just had the social media cloud and stuff like that. And I like the like I used to be a, like back in like middle school and high school, I was very much attracted to that person. that was a quiet girl, even though I was that person. When I'm walking throughout the hallways, half the people that walk across me are well aware of who I am, whether they like me or not, which I didn't give a fuck. That was great timing. (laughs) But, (laughs) yeah, whether or not I give a fuck, it's like I actually like the quiet girl. The fact that I was around her and a lot of the times I got to express my mind because around other people, I I had to be a little scared of expressing my mind so they wouldn't think I'm too cocky, too this and too that. So being around the quiet girl where she's appreciative of everything you say. And it's like the little cute answers that girl that's shy would randomly give you. It's like the giggling. And honestly, even just the fact that it's like, when you like somebody and I can make you nervous, I love it. Like the reason why you're shy around me because you're scared of messing up and you when you're around me, your thought process gets all jumbled up, you don't know what the fuck to say. Why would I not like that? You're show like that's how much I affect you. That's the level of attraction you have for me, that's how much it affects you. I love that shit and I'm going to be patient to it. So I wouldn't necessarily tell you to like, oh, because this is or oh, you're shy that a, a lot of guys do very much appreciate that about somebody where it's like they're quiet. They're nice. They don't say too much. They don't do too much. A lot of person, a lot of people want that quiet girl. Like I get the fact that what's how would I say this was on the mainstream media. What you see as guys wanting is just randomly. Like guys liking the girls that's twerking at every single party, like a guy that's just doing, like a girl that's doing all this and that. Like not every guy wants that, and you gotta realize this. Guys, the, the type of guys, the, I said the type of guys. The type of woman guys want to look at are not the same type of woman that we want to spend the rest of our lives with. And I feel like a lot of people get caught up in that shit, where it's like you see what people like visually, you see what people say they want but what you need is a whole different story so stop trying to be what you see in mainstream media because I promise you that's just the entertainment part that's just the part where we like because it's fun like yeah seeing a girl bounce ass is great and shit but if I'm sad and I'm with you you bouncing ass isn't gonna make me happier like I'm
1: gonna appreciate all the movement back there but (laughs)
0: like all of a sudden I just become happier but yeah
1: okay so she clarified
0: thank god let's go
1: so he said that I was expecting too much from him, but those things she believed were bare minimum. Ah, uh, okay, I get your question now. That makes a lot more sense.
0: I'm not saying that what you asked it made no sense earlier, but now that I see where you're coming from, it makes a lot more sense. But <laughs> I've actually had this conversation with a lot of with a lot of girls and actually me and Corey have actually had this very conversation. I remember like the last time we actually spoke, not on the podcast, but the last time we spoke before, like going into the podcast, actually like breaking down ideas we could have actually gone to and stuff like that. But okay. So for me, it's, I don't think I expect too much if I do what I want you to do for me. Like, and also I just don't understand what that person would, for me, it's like, If I'm over here and anytime you ask me to be there for you, I'm there for you. But anytime I ask you to be there for me, you're not there for me. And I get inconveniences happen. People have things to do and shit like like that. And I'm not speaking on that part. Like, I get that. That's just life. But when that, that person is capable and able, like, right? We're looking at situations where that person is capable to do something and they're able to do it. You're capable and able to be there for me, but... You don't do it as much as I do it for you. Anytime you cry, I give you a hug. I make sure to tell you how, and I try to be there for you in the way that you would like me to be there for you. If I want you to be there for me in the way that I would like you to be there for me, that's not a lot. Like for me, it's kind of like, and I just also don't understand how somebody can tell you you're asking for so much when you're doing the same shit that you're asking them to do. Like if it's, you can't tell me it's too much because I'm doing it. And I'm not saying like there's an issue with the fact I'm not and also this is also one thing I'm saying. I'm not saying the moment that the moment you do something for somebody, you should be you should just expect that they're capable of doing it. Like they can just do that for you. They should do that for you too. That for me doesn't make an expectation. You show love a little differently to somebody. You might want this you might wanna do this for this person, but they themselves don't even want it. So for me, it's like, if I know I'm capable of doing something for you, I don't think it's a high expectation, but I'm not saying it's always fair to expect it out of somebody just because you did it for them. It's a very thin line that you really got to understand, but for me, it's just hard for me to understand the concept of a bare minimum, like investing the bare minimum in a relationship. Because like, I'm not, why would I be in a relationship if I don't expect that relationship to last like, I'm not somebody where it's like, bro, I would prefer being single if I'm just going to be in a relationship for entertainment. I can just get a sneaky link and take you on dates here and there. Like, whenever I want to feel like I'm in a relationship, hey, you want to go out? Yeah. I mean, we'll go out in public together, but let's make sure it's around a time where the public won't really be much of a public. You know? So it's like, if I wanted to do that, I would have just done that. So for me, it's like, I don't think my your expectations can be too high if you if those things that you're requiring is also, like, what it just takes for a relationship to work. Like, hey, I expect you to communicate with me. You're asking too much. Like, you want me to communicate this to you? Like, why? What's the point? How the fuck are you going to stand and tell me, like, I'm asking for too much and I'm asking for you to communicate with me? Okay. 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 You ask this person, hey, when my friends are having certain events, I would like for you to be around them. The same way that I'm around your friends. That's not asking for too much. Like, And that's just the thing that I don't fucking get, bro. It's like, and this is another part that I'll say. Although it's not necessarily fair for you to expect something out of somebody just because you do it. It's also, part of it is also not fair that you feel like you have to stick with this person when you know this is something that you feel like you need. Like, this is like, hey, this is the only way I'm able to be reassured if you can't do that for me. As much as I love, as much as you love that person, you have to understand there are certain things that should be an, an, like um, your non-negotiables, non-negotiables, but deal breaker. works than I mean it to, yeah. Like there are certain things that should be a deal breaker or like non-negotiables. Like, like I get it. It's not always a fair expectation. Like, oh, I do this and I want the person that can do it. It's not fair to that person on the receiving end of that, but. It's also not fair to tell you that just because this person can't give you that and you need it, you have to compromise. There are certain things that it's okay for if you say I don't want to compromise on it. There are certain shit that I just don't want to compromise on. I, to be honest, I don't. I don't see for me, me dating somebody that doesn't want any kids. That's one of my non-negotiables. Uh, like like I'm saying like that gets on a little more serious level. But let's just say. It, but you could take it and simp- simplify it by just looking at the idea. Somebody can say, oh, it's the bare minimum to have kids. Somebody can say that. Like, oh, like, for most families, that is the bare minimum. I'm saying, like, you can take the concept no matter how serious or how small of a concept it is. But you really want kids. And this person tells you you're expecting too much. To them, they're not wrong for saying you're expecting too much based off how they look at it. But it's also not fair to me that you expect me to stay with you when we're not on the same page about something. If this is what I want, it's what I've always wanted. It's what I feel like I need. What's wrong with me looking for it elsewhere if I can't find it in you? Yeah, and this is the part where we're going to end this segment. I just want to say I really do appreciate you guys, like, a lot. I really fuck with the way this episode actually went. We're definitely going to have more of these in the summer. And I'm definitely going to find a way to incorporate, like, a live phone call thing on it with like one of those burner app apps something like that you just literally have a random phone, phone number you pay for i think last time i paid like a dollar for one i don't remember what i needed it for but you pay like 99 cents you got a number calls come in so once i once we get every single one of those things to happen and it's probably not even a thing that i'm gonna wait to make a special for the very first time just to see how the technology part of it works but i'm definitely gonna try to get that to happen because I feel like that's the topic of Q&A. Like the Q&A is like we, people really like them, but that would kind of just add a whole new flavor to It's so, like y'all get to hear yourself call in, talk your voice. Nah, I feel like that will be tough. But I just want to say I really appreciate you guys. And yeah, this is mental awareness month. So guess what? No matter how busy I get. And no matter how bare, and even no matter how bare minimum I have to be with my post to get something up there. But I won't miss a single week this month. My podcast is about mental health. And as to show my dedication to this. And the fact that I actually genuinely care for that part. Where it's not just the fact that, oh, I got to have a podcast and I just slap mental health on it. I give a fuck. But every single week, y'all have an episode. I'm not missing this is, a, this is a time where we're supposed to prioritize our mental health. I want to do the most that I can by supporting anyone that's dealing with that and is trying to be more aware of where they are currently. And if you're dealing with anything, I just want to say that you're loved. And you deserve that love. And if nobody around you is giving it to you, give that shit to yourself. Fuck them. You deserve that shit. Have a great week. <laughs>